Do you find yourself wishing you had more energy, healthier habits, or fun family activities? At the YMCA, you can find your passion, find family fun, and find your happy place, all while supporting your community. Join the Y in March with a $0 enrollment fee and enjoy motivating group exercise classes, heated pools, pickleball, and so much more. Visit YMCADC.org to learn more and to find your nearest Y in D.C., Maryland, or Virginia today. Live to tape. Millennial Season 2, Episode 40. I'm Andrew. I'm Elisa. I'm Laura. And I'm Matt. Laura and Matt, uh, Elisa and I had a post-debate party last week on After Dark. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We were uh, fucking killed it. We did kill it. We were joined by my boyfriend who made his millennial debut, and uh, I promised him sexual favors throughout the installment. It made him very uncomfortable. It was a good time. But do either of you two have thoughts on the third and final presidential debate? I think it should have been split in two parts. (laughs) I think this is going to shock everybody, but I actually don't. Have thoughts? No, not like what happened in the debate that told us anything different than what we already knew. Wrong. (laughs) Liar. So, yeah, I I wasn't kidding earlier when I told you guys I didn't have much to say about it because I really don't. No, well, you're the puppet. I already I already voted, bitch. Oh, yeah, you're I done. I clocked out of this election. <laughs> good for you. That's a good way to shit. I need to vote now so I can clock out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I do. I will say, though, I think my favorite part of the debate was the cold opening on SNL. Yeah, those oh, have been yeah. fun to watch over the past few weeks. Yeah, Kate McKinnon's Hillary when she was talking about the last 30 years. Osama Bin Laden. Yeah. And Hillary should be bragging about that more. <laughs> but uh, anyway, if you want to get deeper thoughts on the third and final presidential debate, you can visit patreon.com slash millennial and check out last week's edition of After Dark. It was a lot of fun. This week, we are playing Guess Who's Drinking. One of the four panelists here are consuming an alcoholic beverage. Or beverages, perhaps. Yes, hopefully beverages. Or bottle. Ooh, who was that? Ooh. Um, so we will be asking our listeners to guess who's drinking at the conclusion of this episode via our social media channels. Spoiler alert, it's everyone. Speaking of drinking, <laughs> I saw one of our favorite listeners, Sarah, over the weekend at LeakyCon. It was Did great. You, oh, really? Did you yeah. Drink? She was there. She drove in. And um, she, she, I was talking to her after a panel, and I, I can't remember if it, was, it was me or her who came up with this idea. But when we're all together in a couple of weeks, we should... Uh, reach out to our listeners, maybe via the Facebook group, and tell them to call us with our Skype number, and then we can just drunkenly talk to our listeners, and then record it, and then we'll release it somewhere. 
Does that yeah, sound that'd fun? be awesome. Yeah, oh, that, that sounds dangerous. I don't. I don't think I should play this game. <laughs> okay, well, you can sit in another room and. Um, yeah. Wait. So, wait, so how how was LeakyCon? It was great. It was a lot of fun. For those of you who don't know what LeakyCon is, good. It's a Harry <laughs> Potter conference <laughs> that happens here in Southern California. Uh, it's the first one I could drive to, which was nice. Yeah, it was a lot of fun seeing uh, a lot of people. Uh, people who haven't quit on Harry Potter, like you losers. Uh, we are we are keeping the... I don't know. Quit I while you're ahead. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's move to news. <laughs> Elisa, what's been going on in the world this week? So there's some controversy in the United Nations right now, and not for the reasons you might expect... So recently, hoping to empower girls across the globe, the UN has made Wonder Woman an honorary ambassador. So her likeness is now going to be used on posters and educational materials, um, and they're going to have people dressed up as Wonder Woman to combat the oppression of girls everywhere, but particularly in some of the more socially unenlightened countries where girls aren't allowed to go to school, for instance, or drive or vote. Um, it's hopefully going to be like a cultural shift or, or she will be used as a cultural shift to empower women. However, a lot of UN staffers are protesting this move. They're saying that they should choose a different honorary ambassador to empower women because Wonder Woman is, quote, an over-sexualized cartoon character. And they take umbrage with the fact that, yes, she's powerful and strong and independent, but that her her likeness, which will be used on all these posters and everything, is 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 over sexualized, and that she's being objectified, and that why can't you just have many one of many other um, characters be the vision of empowerment instead mm. of instead of that? So I thought this was interesting because mm -hmm. I I feel like I can see both sides of it. You know, I I'm yeah. not I'm really kind of on the fence about this one. I, yeah. Um isn't wait, this isn't like the first fictional character to be an ambassador though, right? No, I, they've used they've used other they've used other fictional characters in the past, but most of them have always been been male figures. Um there's been there's been a few um there's been a few like minority characters, but but I think this might be the first or the second woman to be an uh, or <laughs> i say a woman like she's real the first or second fictional woman to be to be an honorary ambassador yeah she's also one of the first female superheroes correct i mean at least in my and, to the best and of my knowledge and that's why i think they picked a good character because people all around the world know the name superwoman if you pick somebody like let's say katniss who's a more recent fictional character who's a great female role model uh but she's not known around the world exactly certainly not to the level supergirl it, uh, superwoman is she's right up there with superman and batman to be to be clear this is this is wonder woman wonder woman sorry i'm just saying the wrong yeah i mean name. yeah she, i mean she, it's it's so hard to um to discuss like how like she's over sexualized because that kind of just glazes over it just basically just takes away everything else of what that character represents because the fact that she is in a sort of corset costume in the past she's an overly sexualized character and that's all we're going to see her as 
and in the yeah. present too. So I was going to say, I really kind of love the irony that we have UN staffers who are going on about how over-sexualized she is and how she is a symbol of objectification of women when really when they're looking at her as a sex symbol, that's exactly what they're doing. Exactly. I, I would I, say she's not my first choice, but I um, I do I do appreciate the I guess the. The, the reason behind picking her yeah. or representing yeah. Laura you're saying that she's that's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy like yeah they're, totally they're, they're seeing her as a sexual being and that is sort of just perpetuating the very thing that they are saying we shouldn't perpetuate correct and let's be honest women and and more largely humans are sexual beings what is the problem with portraying a strong independent empowered woman who also happens to have a sexual side to her i don't think that's a bad thing i don't think it's a bad thing at all i do see however the problem with i mean traditionally there there is a school of thought that says most female superhero characters most female characters in general just because so many of our writers have been men our famous writers have been men tend to be over sexualized so they mean well they'll create the character like wonder woman but then they put her in like like a skimpy fucking outfit that protects you from absolutely nothing as a as a gamer i relate to this criticism because if i go into say you know dragon age or any any kind of rpg video game and i have to create a female hero character my armor is basically a bikini and like my boobs are popping out. Like there's my ass hanging. And it's like, what? I'm trying, I'm supposed to be the hero here. I need legit protection. Why does that male character get full fucking armor? And I get like a bikini strap and a thong. Why right. is that? Because the case? women have skin of steel. Well, um, I mean, do we know for sure that they're not going to be redesigning her character? I yes. feel like this could be a really excellent opportunity to reclaim well, that character, you know, to reclaim right. it from the over-sexualization. I, I don't think that picking her, like, that factor was put into consideration when they picked the character for, as the U.S. or the U.N. ambassador. One of the problems I want to bring up is that there's a Wonder Woman movie coming out next year, and it's going to it's Warner Brothers' next major DC movie, and she's wearing a corset. She's wearing skimpy type clothing. She's she's half naked, and it's for the reasons that Elisa describes. Um, it's they, they want to appeal to males. They they yeah. That's just mm -hmm. the sad truth. That's... It helps the box office. <laughs> That's that's a problem with media in general, mm -hmm. I think, is that even when you get a strong female character who is legitimately strong and admirable, like a Wonder Woman figure, even then, like they're they're based around and they're they're designed to appeal to a male audience by virtue of what they're wearing and having like, you know, double D's and like their ass hanging out of their skirts. Yeah. So I, I I get the criticism I and and I don't I I don't even know that I disagree with it but I will say it's difficult to find a a powerful independent female character that's also cool 
Because from the from from the UN perspective, you need that character to be like a badass. You need it to you need him to be someone that's going to you know get people's attention and people are going to want to see their poster all over the place. So it can't be an obscure figure. But it's funny what Matt. I just heard Matt say Hermione. I know we're like we're Harry Potter nerds, and so we're naturally inclined to think about this. But Hermione would be a great option. Really. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but M- Emma Watson already, she already does work at the UN part-time. <laughs> okay, right. Emma Watson so is not Hermione Granger. That's, that's the thing, is she, that we're not talking about the, the actress here. It's going to be Wonder Woman. And they're not going to use the actress as the likeness. They're going to use the actual comic book character. So you could make an argument that Hermione, like a, like a depiction of Hermione, a cartoon drawing of her, could do serve the same purpose. I don't know. I truly don't see a problem with it. And I think a lot of people are going to disagree with me on this. But I think that at the end of the day, it's a cartoon. Mm -hmm. And on the world stage, the UN has a lot bigger fish to fry in terms of empowering girls and women's rights. So I, I just I don't think that it's worth sitting around arguing about whether she's over sexualized because she has titties yeah like guess what most women have titties <laughs> yeah and they're so and the fact that we sexualize titties is is just another another conversation to have about our culture right let's move on uh some other big news this week at&t is going to buy time warner for 85 billion dollars this is, of course, a major, major, major deal and not being very well received because this eliminates competition in the marketplace. So AT&T can drive up certain prices and cause some issues. Um, but AT&T, so, so Time Warner owns Warner Brothers. So AT&T is effectively purchasing things like Harry Potter, Game of Thrones and all, all the superheroes in the DC Comics universe, including Wonder Woman. Um, well, yeah, um, AT&T, well, yeah, right now AT&T owns 120, it has 128 million subscribers, which make up 34% of the U.S. mobile market. Mm-hmm. And last year, uh, AT&T bought DirecTV. And after, so since then, they are now the largest paid television provider in the country. Yeah. And now since they bought Time Warner, now they also own all of the content from Time Warner, such as like HBO and Warner right. Brother content. So that gives this gives AT&T unprecedented power and amount of, of all media. And this they are buying some serious fucking franchises like like you guys just said. I mean, Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, these are. That's big. I mean, it's no wonder it costs $85 billion, a figure I didn't even know existed yeah. outside of, like, countries. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what's interesting about this and what a lot of people are criticizing here is the fact that Time Warner creates content. So they they create the Game of Thrones and the Harry Potters and things like that. AT&T, when it comes to, when it comes to media distributes content they would be the distributor and so and before those things were separate and so there's sort of like a checks and balances relationship going on there so if a distributor had a problem with the content you know they would have to negotiate and come to terms and 
uh, figure out, I don't know, like the best path forward. But now the distributor is the content maker and the content maker is the distributor. Yeah, and right. so you have this massive conglomerate. And the problem with it, you could argue, is from a news perspective, from a journalism perspective, you start to get some conflicts of interest there. You start yeah. to get you start to get some concerns about, well, where are you getting your news and who's controlling it? And if it's all the same people, if you get all of your news from like the same three or four people and they happen to own, guess what? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Then, well, they're not the only major corporation, too. Um, back in 2009, Comcast uh, merged with Universal and NBC. So now Comcast owns Universal, everything Universal, including like Universal Studios and NBC, MSNBC News. They they are the other major corporation that owns all this content and, and that's what i think elisa is saying you're going to only be getting news from two or three different companies at some point right. it's sort of right. like how you see airlines merging right now and you there's less options and higher prices because they're because right. then there's no monopoly i mean they there, there are, will be are, in a monopoly, there is on a monopoly prices. So there's there's no competition there's exactly. no competition and so we saw, as you point out, Matt, Comcast bought Universal, and now we have AT&T uh, buying Time Warner. And I guess the question becomes, where does it end? Because if people just, or if companies just start buying other conglomerates, then eventually, I mean, right now, I think there's only about six major media conglomerates, like like NBC and like Time Warner. And, and if they all just keep merging, then we're all getting our information from the from the same five, six, seven people. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I find that a little concerning. And like Andrew just pointed out, the pricing is a problem too, right? Yeah. And and uh, worth noting, Time Warner does not actually own Time Warner Cable. Charter Communications bought Time Warner Cable in the past year. So that's another big media merger that happened for, for a similar price, by the way. Well, I mean, it was, uh, it was Charter paid $55 billion for Time Warner Cable. So... Very high amounts of money here. And I just have one question about this. Hmm. Um, who was it that said earlier that Time Warner owns Wonder Woman? What do you mean? Well, um, I, like, um... she's okay. So now AT&T owns Wonder Woman, which basically means AT&T owns the UN. That's what I'm taking <laughs> away from this. That's what you're getting from this? That's, yeah, that's exactly what I'm getting from this. Actually, one other thing worth noting, and they, they did confirm this today, they, AT&T is going to launch a direct a, a, a streaming TV service later this year. It's going to be $35 for 100 channels over the top, yes. meaning no See, cable is... box or anything required. And that's cool because right now there's something called Sling, Sling TV that is a similar price and you get way less channels so um i everybody knows that the future is streaming but we're still stuck with these cable boxes this sounds like a good solution it's a fair price 35 dollars for 100 channels i think that's a very fair price I, this actually makes me nervous though because this is this seems to be very like just very coincidental like the timing could not be any yeah. more perfect. And what um, something that I found out too about the Comcast merger is that they were they were already planning on reducing the price of internet internet access to poor families, but they waited until the merger happened because they were also because of course after the merger happened the government um, want um, needed to seek approval uh, 
was going to approve the basis and have some concessions for it. So they waited until to release this this deal for um, these poor families to look more charitable and that would make them seem, you know, more cooperative with the Federal Communication Commission. Mm hmm. So and that's what I'm thinking AT&T is doing about this this cheap direct TV service is that they were waiting to do this until the merger happened. So they look like a good, reliable mm. company that you can trust. I, I totally agree with that. I was going to say the same thing. And, and to be clear, they announced this thirty five dollar a month deal, um, this awesome streaming service kind of thing, literally the day after the merger was announced. And it's all, if you read the release, it's all in future tense. So they're not doing it right now. They're saying, we will do this. They say and they're at the beholden, end of the year. Yeah, okay. So they're beholden to nothing. They're beholden to no one to actually follow through on that. And even if it's, I don't know. I'm suspicious your, about it, too. Yeah, I, I, I see your point. And, uh, but on the other hand, they do realize cable box subscriptions are dropping. So they got to do something. Um. Call me a well, they're stalker, dropping, but all they're doing is basically concentrating into one big company. Like, there's a reason why AT&T and Comcast are buying out all of these companies, because they're all going under because yeah. of this happening. So yeah. now they're just going to be this big, expensive corporation that's going to have so much control and just keep having more and more control out of other media influences. Right. Okay, let's move on. It's time now for Trumpster Fire 2016. has begun and i want to give everybody a little warning courtesy of justin timberlake uh he flew from los angeles to nashville yesterday him. to vote and he wanted to brag about it so he took a selfie of himself voting in the voting booth posted what it to instagram dumbass. well turns out that's illegal in tennessee the law took effect earlier this year and bars voters from taking photographs or videos while inside a polling location. The Tennessee Secretary of State spokesman says officials are thrilled Justin can't stop the feeling. That's a quote, reference to his song. <laughs> but reminded voters to use their phones inside polling places only to help them vote. The Shelby County DA office tells TMZ that the selfie is currently under review. And if Timberlake gets convicted, he could face 30 days of jail time. So a word to everybody who's going to vote. Don't Snapchat yourself. Don't Instagram yourself voting or else you, too, may get thrown in jail. Get over yourself for five seconds and just vote. Well, I kind of see what he was doing. He's 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 promoting the Rock the Vote campaign and he's encouraging people to vote. So that's good. But somebody probably should have warned him. Also, why is this photo still online? I'm surprised it hasn't been taken down. Maybe maybe they really aren't investigating it. Because if I was JT, I'd probably pull it down. I don't know. Anyway, now that we've all been warned, did you all catch the charity dinner that Trump and Hillary showed up to? The Al Smith charity dinner in New York the day after the debate? Yes. Oh, God. Yeah, it was yes. awkward. It was a lot of fun. I'm glad I'm glad it happened. So so the day after the final debate, Hillary and Trump are sitting almost right next to each other. They're a seat away from one another. And as is tradition, 
the presidential candidates show up and they zing each other. There were some good zingers. Let me play a couple. Hillary accidentally bumped into me and she very civilly said, pardon me. Get it, presidential. And I very politely replied, let me talk to you about that after I get into office. I understand I am not known for my sense of humor. That's why it did take a village to write these jokes. Oh, this one's gonna get me in trouble. Michelle Obama gives a speech and everyone loves it, it's fantastic. My wife Melania gives the exact same speech. And people get on her case. And I don't get it. I don't know why. Donald looks at the Statue of Liberty and sees a four. (laughs) Maybe a five if she loses the torch and tablet and changes her hair. My heart rate is 72 beats per minute. His is the most beats ever, or the least beats ever, whichever sounds best. But Donald really is as healthy as a horse. You know, the one Vladimir Putin rides around on. (laughs) So, bunch of good zingers. The problem was that Trump didn't really get it. Whoever his writers were didn't really understand it. And there were moments during his which are really hard to sit through because he, 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 he he doesn't understand self-deprecation. You have to make fun of yourself. In addition to making fun of Hillary, he was hitting Hillary hard like this was a stump speech. Here's yeah. a sample where he got booed. From WikiLeaks. For example, Hillary believes that it's vital to deceive the people by having one public policy and a totally different policy in private. That's okay. I don't know who they're angry at, Hillary. You're right. For example, <laughs> uh, you. Hillary's like, you bitch. Here she is tonight in public pretending not to hate Catholics. <laughs> yeah. Who the hell thought it'd be a good idea for Trump to joke about hating Catholics at a Catholic charity dinner? Yeah, that was awkward as shit. Yeah, it was so awkward. And just. just just the image of everyone around him, though, being so uncomfortable was yeah. worth watching it, though. One of my favorite parts was when uh, Hillary makes the Trump sees the Statue of Liberty, Liberty as a four and they cut to Giuliani and he looks up from his table and he just goes, he just you can just see a mouth. What? Like, he has no idea what that <laughs> means. <laughs> really? You know, yeah, seriously. Yeah. yeah, watch it. Watch it again. It's so fucking funny. And he looks so angry, too. You could tell that he just really hates her. It's sad. Well, Giuliani has also been off his meds for quite some time now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what's going on with him? He was like, whack. So, man, someone needs to fire his nurse. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to play uh, one more clip. This is from Elizabeth Warren. Hillary's had Elizabeth Warren and Michelle Obama out on the trail over the past couple of weeks and probably really helping her because unlike Hillary, people really like Elizabeth Warren and Michelle Obama. Here's uh, and of course, Elizabeth Warren, she kind of hates Trump. I mean, she really hates Trump because kind of? he's he's called her Pocahontas. He obviously has said very other mean things about her. So 
she just goes to bat for Hillary. Here's a great response to the whole nasty women he thing. He can call women fat pigs and bimbos. He thinks because he is a celebrity that he can rate women's bodies from one to ten. He thinks that because he has a mouthful of Tic Tacs that he can force himself on any woman within groping distance. Well, I got news for you, Donald Trump. Women have had it with guys like you. And and nasty women have really had it with guys like you. Yeah. Get this, Donald. Nasty women are tough. Nasty women are smart. And nasty women vote. That's a good line. And on November 8th, we nasty women are going to march our nasty feet to cast our nasty votes to get you out of our lives forever. <laughs> she kills oh my me. God. Man, oh, I really thought she was going to say these nasty women are going to march our nasty asses right out to that pole and dude. Oh, yeah. You by the pussy, Donald. My freedom boner is at full mass right now. Yeah, she's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Michelle, Michelle takes a similar road, equally inspiring, just not as cutthroat all the time as elizabeth right. is. when they go low michelle goes high <laughs> yeah. when they go low elizabeth grabs them by the balls <laughs> man i am tearing up right now listen to this she's just too good she's amazing <sighs> so does hillary uh, have it in the bag at this point it seems seems like it doesn't doesn't it i i think so i mean if you look at the polling it's pretty pretty i mean i don't want to get complacent but it's pretty clear that things are not working out in his favor um early voting is actually working out in her favor um pretty measurably i mean we're seeing uh improving results in uh democrats um uh leads in states like north carolina nevada arizona utah and even georgia uh so democratic polling is actually up from where it was this time in 2012. Mm. So things are looking really, really good for her, I have to say. Yeah, so long as everybody votes, like you yes. you must. You oh, really, really, really must. Do you think all the extra or all the extra early voting, obviously, I'm, I'm sure part of it has to do with just the, how much attention has surrounded this campaign. Uh, what else? Is it just people... Is it is just is it just better awareness about early voting as well? Well, so I will say just and this is totally anecdotal, but when I went and voted last week, I was talking to one of the poll workers and I had observed because I usually vote early. I had observed that, wow, I've never had to wait in line to vote early. Mm. And he was like, yeah, turnout has been astronomical. Hmm. He said there are lines all the time. Um, (laughs) This is another anecdote. I was actually in North Carolina over the weekend visiting some friends, one of whom went to vote early at his polling place. And when we were there, 
uh, I was appalled because apparently in North Carolina, you are allowed to campaign up until 50 feet outside of the polling place. And not even just outside the polling place, but like outside the door of the polling place. So there were just hundreds of signs everywhere. And furthermore, there were three women wearing Trump Pence shirts who were basically acting like um, polling officials. They were they were like policing the line. There was one point where my friend and I were not voting, by the way. It was her husband who was voting. And we just walked up to wait for him. And this woman came up to us and shouted at us. She was like, the polls are closed. Oh, and my. We were like, and, and we were like, whoa, okay. Like, we weren't, <laughs> we weren't voting. Neither of us can vote in this state. And she just proceeded to continue shouting that at us and telling us that we would have to come back on Monday. And then she goes and starts talking to these other two ladies who are wearing Trump Pence shirts about us and how they were kind of like uncomfortable with us standing there. Uh, Quite frankly, I was uncomfortable with women who were being totally partisan manning that polling line. I cannot Um, believe that. Yeah. So at first I was like, I was floored. I was like, oh, my God, is North Carolina allowing people to man the line wearing their their affiliations on their sleeves quite literally yeah um but then i remembered trump's whole voter voting monitoring program i forget what it was called where he was basically encouraging people to sign up for a program where they would assign them to a polling place where they could go and monitor right in other words do that same exact thing exactly so it was total voter intimidation i like, it doesn't surprise me that it's happening, but it was really just like, oh, I was awestruck yeah. that to see is, it happening. That makes my blood boil. Yeah. It, that is that is the worst piece of shit I could mm-hmm. ever imagine someone doing. At, that's not violent, at least. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, that could oh, get no. violent, too. Yeah. So Well, that's what I was afraid of. Mm-hmm. They were being, like, kind of sketchy. Like, yeah, very clearly trying to figure out a way to, like, run us off of the polling, like, premises. It was really weird. So we're going to do the number. To transition into this game, I have a number that's related to everything we've just been talking about. How many people has Donald Trump, how many people, places, and things has Donald Trump insulted on Twitter? And oh, God. His entire history of being on Twitter. Mm, I'm going to say 403. Okay. Um, 403. 250. I'm going to say 669. According to, wow, Laura, very edgy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, according to the New York Times, it's 282 people, oh, places, and things. Mm. Now, this is a breathtaking list. They they published this over the weekend in a two-page full spread, uh, breaking it down by person, place, or thing, and then linking, well, at least the website version, links to every single tweet with the insult. It is breathtaking. Uh, of course, Hillary Clinton has one of the biggest portions. Uh, Jeb Bush has another big portion. Bill Clinton, actually, not too many insults on on Twitter. 
comparatively speaking to his wife. Um, there's other categories here like assault allegations, the American delegate system, calling it rigged, common core standards, calling it a disaster. It's it's it, it's just interesting to read through because this is just it's it's kind of funny to see all the words he uses. <laughs> so sad. Yeah, a lot of sad. A lot Wrong. of bleak. Yep. <laughs> a lot of rigged, failed. Yep. Anyway. He likes those uh he likes those two syllable words. Yeah. He loves to use fail as an adjective, like the failing New York Times or the failing CNN. The failing millennial. <laughs> well, that's not wrong. Um, <laughs> so anyway, going into the number, we are doing a little bit of a U.S. theme here this week. Uh, so the first one, you guys ready? Yep. Okay. The U.S.'s average consumption of this product equals enough energy to send Marty back to the future 121 times. Consumption as in, like, eating or consumption as using? Using. Oh, we use, like, a product. Yeah, consumption of the product. I totally thought you meant, like, eating, like, legumes or something. Well, I mean, there is... Uh, one of there is something similar that is eaten but not for this particular one this is consumption of energy okay of a particular (sighs) thing okay like um Mm -hmm. mm, like uh phone uh i'll say cell phone battery power i'll say blow dryers okay andrew andrew We'll say vibrator. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, right. He's um, off using his right now. Apparently. Working very hard <laughs> to send Marty back to the future. I, I mean, are we close? Like, like, like try, try, try to get us into a certain direction. Let's, let's kind of play hot and cold. Okay. Um, well, then you have to guess things, and I tell you hot and cold. <laughs> okay. Well, That's blow dryer. Uh, cold. Um. Oh well. Uh, cell phone usage. Cold. Mm. Oh shit. <laughs> How about um? Oh, gasoline. <laughs> gasoline. Uh, That's so broad. Well, I would say, like tepid, on that. Okay. Coal. Uh. Warmer. Um, 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 fossil fuels. Uh, uh, getting a little colder. Keep thinking energy like that, though. You're, you're solar, on solar power. Hamster uh, wheels. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Andrew, you were right. It was yes. hamster wheels. <laughs> you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, I give. Okay, no, no, I, I legitimately thought you were serious. I was just like, <laughs> quit the shot. I'm done. <laughs> No, the answer is sticks of dynamite. What? what? Oh, shit. That was my next guess. <laughs> so on average, in the U.S., we use 165,033 sticks of dynamite every year. For what? I mean, blowing <laughs> shit up. I, I, like... I, didn't, I didn't say what it was for. I just said that we use it. This it's... is actually from um, from the Department of Energy. It's jerks like like Sid from Toy Story. They just want to blow up the toys. The big one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
But they actually have this super cool thing. If you go to energy.gov, um, you can look up a specific item and find out how much of that your state or the whole country is using. And then they give you all of these different things that that energy could be used to power. Like, for instance, all of these sticks of dynamite could also fly a Boeing 747 from New York City to Washington, D.C. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, but what if the plane would blow up, though? <laughs> you do risk that. Yeah. Okay, well, what's the next one? The next one. This U.S. state has the highest per capita purchase rate of sex toys. Oh, shit. It's going to be a flyover state where people are really bored. <laughs> North um, Dakota. No, I actually think it's going to be in the South. I think it's going to be like Alabama, Utah, Tennessee. I would, hmm, Alabama, I don't know. Alaska. No. You're just naming places. I'm going to say Oklahoma. All right, who okay. is it? Uh, Matt, you were the closest. It was actually South Dakota. <laughs> what? Oh. South Dakota, yeah. Um, they sell 10 sex toys per capita. Wow. Holy shit. I yeah, got like, my game. And, and like, that's <laughs> a lot of people too. Like per capita is different there than like per capita would be right. the states exactly. that we live. Exactly. So basically all 10 people who live in South Dakota have sex toys. Good. Is what this tells us. Bonus points if you guys can guess who came in second and third place. I'm sticking with Alabama. <laughs> they gotta be somewhere. Did, did we guess any of them? Uh, yes. I'm Utah. gonna say Alaska. Utah. Uh, no. Michigan. Sorry. Oh. No. Uh, Tennessee. Uh, so, number two is Idaho. With oh. nine per capita. And number three... I'm really sorry, guys. This is going to ruin your night. Is West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that going to ruin our weekend? Because you have to imagine people in West Virginia using sex toys. Oh, I don't want well, to imagine never... anybody using sex toys. That's like a private thing. I really would have thought that you would have put Georgia on the map by now. <laughs> I've thought so. Um, yeah, get on. But that, I, I guess, I guess the thing is, down here in the south, we get it on with you know, living Everything. things enough <laughs> that we don't need the sex toys. I mean, if something's there and they're happy to see it, like it's go, it's it's go time. Yep, it's true. So yeah, that's how we play the number. All right, so with Halloween coming up, guys, uh, we're gonna play a little game. It is guess the top ten most popular Halloween costumes of 2016. Now, Donald Trump. Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. Uh, are we Clinton. just jumping right in then? Are we just guessing? Just jumping right in. All right. Uh, Brad Pitt. N no. What? Do you have a reason for this? Lady Gaga. Bernie Sanders. Okay, uh, not Bernie Sanders. I'm going to say Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yep, that's one. Okay. Harley then, Quinn. Then Joker must also be on that list. 
well, he, I would say he's an honorable mention because of Harley Quinn. But okay, no. but not in the top ten. All right, not uh, in the top ten. Batman. No. Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> no, but good guess though. Um, what about Pokemon Go? Yes. Well, Pokemon Go trainer. Okay. Okay. See, I I would just go as Pokemon Go. As the app. Yes. I would okay. go as a Pokestop. I saw somebody do that at Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Pokestops are are definitely on, well, honorable mentions. Each each costume has like honorable mentions in that category. Is is something related to Harry Potter one? No. Hmm. How about Hamilton? Ooh, oh good God. Guess. Yeah. But no. I want to say I want to say Ray from Star Wars. Ah, uh, yeah. No, not Ray. Well, fuck you. What about but, Finn? Um, oh, actually, no. I'm so sorry. Yeah, she is. Yeah, Finn, Ray, and BB-8. They are. Oh. They are a are group. They, are they a pa- They're a package deal. They're they're a package deal. Okay. Um, how many do we? What have about left? Beyonce? Yes. What? Beyonce's Lemonade. How? It's more specifically Hold Up video with the bat and the yellow dress. Oh, I was gonna say yeah. People dressing up as the baseball bat. Well, not as a baseball bat, just having a baseball bat. Oh, I'll do that. How about oh, how about uh, somebody from The Walking Dead or like a zombie? No. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, Ghostbusters. Yes, Laura, you are killing it. Mm, that's a good one. Oh, yeah, I know. The ghost- uh, something that really went through, made pop culture waves. Um, Elisa getting a ring or whatever it was stuck up her butt. No, yeah. but I I did not I, I I have no words for that. Yeah, I, I um, feel appropriated. I'm actually gonna go, go as Elise's butt plug for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, listen, listen, bitch. If you're going as the butt plug, you're gonna have to do the dirty work and get on up there. Heyo, how about Fine. Andrew Sims's face when he meets Bruce Springsteen? No, you feel but... a little high. <laughs> Flying too close no. to the sun. I'm trying Andrew, to think. I'm trying to what see would that was you, an honorable mention, but what no. would you do if for Halloween I just wore a T-shirt with a picture of your face screen printed on it? Um, no explanation. Would, just that was my Halloween costume. I would like that very much. I guess I don't know. Okay, cool. Well, so, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, you know what? Why don't you get me that simming mug first, and then we can move <laughs> on to that. I was thinking about that at the gym today. You know how people, Republicans, or, you know, now Democrats complain, how long since the presidential candidate hasn't done a press conference? How long since Andrew's been promised his simming mug? You'll get it for your next birthday. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I'm just ordering it myself. (laughs) Okay, so you guys got five down. Oh my god, we're only halfway through this? Yeah. Um, Think of, like, think of, um, think of the big events that happened this year. Oh, how about, how about the, the debate dude? Bone, Ken Bone. No, not Ken Bone. But you're uh, th- subject-wise, you're not far off. Uh, Anderson Cooper. Um, said them. still close. Um, Elisa, you're a little closer. Think of like a, think of like uh, unintentional uh, moments. Anthony Weiner. Poly- <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man, Andrew, you need to go as Anthony Weiner. Nasty woman. <laughs> Nasty. No, but you're so you're getting close. You're getting Bad close. Off, right? 
I'm getting close. Deplorable. Uh, a no, basket. No, uh, think think like moments that ha- that that happened. Like think of uh, something that turned into a shit ton of gifts or gifs, a however you fucking like basket. No, Gary Johnson not knowing what Aleppo is. No, but what? Hey. Oh, how, how would that be a costume? Hey, hey, if you can I go dress up Aleppo, if I dress up as a basket, will you guys hop inside? Yes, of course. All right. No yeah, question. Deplorable, sure. I'm All already right. in that basket. Do you want to keep guessing, or do you want me to tell you? So we got four more. Yeah, <laughs> give, us, give us another hint, and then we'll. Okay. Go. All right. Okay. This this particular costume is a two person th- team. Like this involves two people, at least particularly. Um, <laughs> it involves, and, and and it involves a ma- a male person. Trump real... and Billy Bush. No. That would that, be that, such a great one. That's good. I think it's just a little too late in the year for that to be on the list. That would be so good, Andrew. Let's do it. <laughs> We're just like giggling with holding Tic Tacs the whole time. That'd be funny. Yeah. Uh, okay, I give up. All right. Laura has Andrew. Laura has to follow us around, and like at every other block, we just grab her. <laughs> yeah. With her consent, of course. With my with my permission. Yes. Yep. Um, so th- the <laughs> the costume is Bill Clinton and his balloons. Oh, oh okay. shit. Matt, you do realize that balloons aren't people. Yeah, but it's <laughs> but, but it's a two it's a two person thing. Like the picture okay, that I'm seeing is said, another person covered in balloons and Bill Clinton's playing with them. And I'm very concerned for your mental health because I thought you meant I thought you meant balloons were people, and I'm like, what? Miss Elizabeth Warren over here. Jeez. I'm sorry. I'm losing it. Very (laughs) balloon phobic of you, Elisa. All right. The next one. Okay. So this, okay. So this particular costume is for women. I mean, or, or, or all genders. I'm not going to be specific, but, um, it is depicting a, uh, someone who has been a woman who has been particularly famous for our country, especially in representing us. Sarah Palin. <laughs> no, in a positive way. Condoleezza Rice. No, it's uh, she's an athlete. Oh, uh, was she in the Olympics? Simone Biles. Simone yeah. Biles. Simone Biles. Okay. All right, that's legit. All right. Um, this one I don't. I don't. I I have no words. So um, the dress for no no that was last year that was last year. Well, sometimes it takes a while for these things to catch on. This one could be um for multiple. This could be a group thing, or you can just be by yourself kind of costume. It's um, it is a product from a company that uh, I'm guessing was a big deal. I had no idea. Um, Teletubbies close i mean not close but like color scheme yes furbies sailor moon no something this year that happened apparently i don't um, know tell us yeah i you wouldn't know uh, uh starbucks is rainbow drinks what such as that- uh different colored uh, straws, frappuccinos, uh, fruity teas. I, I don't know. Yeah, well, Apparently, people need to get lives if they're actually yeah, doing this. I, I'm not getting this one. Well, this what's one. the rest of them? Just, just all right. Tell us the, the other one is Hodor. 
from Game of Thrones. Oh, Hit. yeah, of course. Okay. And the last one is Snapchat filters. Okay, that's a good one. Snapchat, very popular this year, particularly the lenses, which they launched this year. Mm-hmm. Cool. So those are those are them. Okay. Well, I'm still deciding what I want to be for Halloween, and we asked listeners for their help in deciding what we should be for Halloween this upcoming weekend and or on Monday. After Dark, we're going to be talking about that, as well as what plans we have, and we got a bunch of interesting questions. For example, um, Mel wants to hear more ghost stories from Elisa. Uh, Fallon wants to know what Elisa and Laura have to say about slut shaming and traditionally sexy slash slutty costumes. So we can kind mm-hmm. of expand on our uh, Wonder Woman discussion in a way. Yeah. 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 And uh, we'll talk about how we can make an Elisa butt plug costume great, great by shopping again. at Michael's. Make Elisa great again. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We would love your support if you visited patreon.com slash millennial. Not only will you get Elisa, Mike, and Mai's excellent analysis of the third and final presidential debate, but... This week, you will hear us discussing everything Halloween. And everything. Don't forget to visit our website, millennialshow.com. And y'all, we're only about a week or two away from the the election and from hanging out. Yeah, I'm pumped for that. Don't everybody yeah. sound so excited at once? <laughs> Big moment. First time we've been together in several years. and I know. Last. In and six the, years, probably the last. Probably the last. Well, okay. yeah, we'll we'll probably be dead. What's our outro okay. song this week, Elisa? Uh this one goes out to Hillary Clinton, um, and this is "Nasty" by Janet Jackson. Nasty, nasty. I'm Andrew. I'm Elisa. I'm Laura. And I'm Ombre. Bad Ombre. I'm at. See everybody next week. Goodbye.